The content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan. And we are Function Junction. Behavior matters. It sure does. It does matter, Sissy. And we always look back on things that we've learned in the past 60 years combined um, of, of working with kids on the spectrum. And one of the little guys that I thought about was a little young man named Johnny. And I met Johnny when he was in pre-K. He was in a really small district in Texas. And at that time, the district really didn't have a whole lot of options for kids who were eligible for special education services and supports. And, you know, they really took that whole LRE or least restrictive environment um, concept to heart and really did start kids out in general ed classrooms. And then from there, you know, we would make decisions based on what we learned. And anyway, so Johnny was a little guy that I met um, through in-home training. I've mentioned before on the podcast how, you know, back in the day, school districts would call us up and say, or call me up and say, hey, you want to work with this family? And I'd say, sure. And they'd go, okay, here's their phone number. And there were no IEPs or in-home training assessments or anything like that. Since I met Johnny, he has always had a little boy haircut with a long braid down his back in a small community. And that was just kind of how Johnny's parents wanted his hair to be. And it was fine and well accepted from others. And, you know, Johnny went out in the community with his family and went to the grocery store and went and got gas. And he was the kid who, you know, if dad and Johnny were going to the gas station, Johnny would tell him what way to go and where to turn and where to, you know, (laughs) always the same route. And everybody knew Johnny. Really um, friendly family, friendly community. Like I said, I started working with him when he was in pre-K and he had a really great teacher and it was a regular pre-K kindergarten, pre-kindergarten classroom, but she used sign language. And Johnny at the time had very, very low verbal skills. He had vocal skills, but he had very low verbal skills. And she used sign language for the letters of the alphabet and, you know, just everything that she knew if there was a song about a bird or animals and she knew the sign, she would do it. And Johnny really picked up on that. And interestingly, it was a really great bridge for him to gain vocal, verbal communication. We loved it. Worked with him in his home. And one of the things I remember about him is he was a very passionate. So Johnny had this, this TV that was um, kind of uh, installed in his bedroom, sort of out of reach, but in sight. And he always had country music television on. And Johnny always had these really emotional reactions to certain songs. And I just remembered Alan Jackson was one singer that when he had songs on CMT, Johnny would just cry and sob and sing the songs, you know, to the extent that he could. But he was just such an unusual, neat, sweet, sweet boy. And and were the songs songs you would consider sad? I mean, or emotional? No, no. You know, his mom and I used to always try to, kind of figure out what is it about this song? We didn't know if it was the pitch or the tone. It definitely, in my mind, wasn't the lyrics. But um, anyway, so, you know, I knew Johnny for a long time. The last time I saw him, he was an adult and he was working at a local Italian restaurant. Um, He is a lot like Cowboy about the young man that Kim spoke about. You know, limited verbal skills, but can communicate um, he was one of those kids that over the, t- over the years, if I came up to see him at school, he would get really upset and crawl under the table. No, Miss Susan, no, Miss Susan. And I would have to say, 
I promise it's because he has autism and he doesn't want me and I belong at home for him. You know, it's, I'm not doing anything bad for him. And (laughs) he did the same thing with his mom, you know, his mom would come up for parties and he would, no mommy, no mommy. And she would be like, Oh my gosh. So she'd have to bring cupcakes and quickly leave, you know, anyway, just a cool kid, cool family. And, you know, like I said, um, they really started in the least restrictive environment. And um, as he got older, you know, he did spend more time in self-contained settings like life skills settings or structured learning settings and things like that. One year, I think it was maybe third grade, you know, keep in mind, I've known Johnny for a long time at this point, And I went by to check on him and he only resisted me being there if I was in the general ed classroom. If I came to the special education classroom, he didn't seem to have any problem with me being there. And interestingly, it was the same with his mom and dad. So there was something about the general education classroom. But anyway, nevertheless, I came up one day to uh, check on him and the other students in his classroom. And the teacher was calling him Jonathan. And it was a new teacher that I didn't know. And I hadn't, you know, done any staff development with or anything. And I said, oh, no, no, his name is Johnny. And she said, no, no, it's Jonathan. I said, well, right. I mean, his proper name might be, but he's been called Johnny since I've known him and I've known him since he was four years old. She said, well, it says right here on the class roll, Jonathan. And so that's what I'm going to call him. And I said, well, okay. Um, he has autism and he's been called Johnny since he was born. So no, that's not a good idea to change his name at, in third grade. And so she took me to the principal's office. <laughs> Dr. Catman in the principal's office. <laughs> True story. <laughs> and thankfully, I had a relationship with the principal because I've been, you know, coming on his campus for many, many years. And he was like, yeah, no, his name's Johnny. We're not changing his name. You know, his parents would be really upset. And I believe his father's name was Jonathan. And that's why they called Johnny Johnny, you know, all those things. So she did not like So from that point on, you know, whenever I was in the district, I would just kind of do a drive-by, as I would call it. You know, I might not have a real reason to go see the class, but I would always make a reason. Yeah. And the principal, you know, was fine with that. And he was always, you know, super polite, happy to see me, whatever. So um, later on in that year, I went by one day and the divine intervention that I happened to be there at the time that I was, because when I walked into the classroom... The teacher went up Johnny's braid with a pair of scissors and about to cut it. And you have never heard Susan Catlett scream as loud as I ever have in a public school setting. <laughs> I mean, I walked into that. She did not cut the braid, I promise. But I walked in and just said, no. And she was like, I'm just tired of this braid. And I said, oh, my God. You cannot do that. You have no idea how upset this family and the community and the school. No. She's like, I'm just so, I'm so sick of it. And I said, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) You cannot do that. You just can't. It's not your place. It's not your parent. You're not his parent. You know, there's just so many things that you just want to say, but all I could scream was no. So um, needless to say, uh, she didn't take me to the principal's office, but I did take her to the principal's office. There you go. (laughs) And I will just say that that teacher was no longer a teacher in that classroom. (laughs) Um, She was moved to a different position. I don't remember. I think it was like co-teach or resource. 
at the time. And then we got the resource teacher took over. And this woman was a natural. She was one of the best teachers I've ever worked with. Her name was Karen. I can't remember her last name, but she was phenomenal. And so, like I said, divine intervention, he didn't get his hair cut off and he ended up getting a phenomenal teacher as a result. Um, but I don't believe that that teacher, the, the self-contained teacher's um, contract was renewed that year. There were many meetings about Johnny's hair <laughs> with his parents. And, you know, like I said, last time I saw him, he was working at an Italian restaurant. And sure enough, he still had his braid because that is who Johnny is. And it doesn't, I mean... It's hair. Don't get yourself all worked up over hair. Oh my gosh. You know, so many different things that we could talk about with that. Um, You know, it's. Well, and you know, nowadays we definitely talk about children's names and saying them appropriately and calling them what they want to be called as, as respectful, whether that's about their culture their language or their disability. And for him, it goes even beyond that is he doesn't recognize for him, Jonathan, his daddy. Exactly. If you say Jonathan, he's probably going to be turning and looking for his dad. Well, and you know, what happens is that she calls him Jonathan and he doesn't respond. And then we come back with, he's just being non-compliant. You know, you hear that all the time. It's like, no, he's just not, you're not using his name, but yeah, I've been involved in situations like that. I never forget. I, I, he might've even been with me when, People were calling the kid different names. Like one person was professional was calling a student a name and the teacher was calling him another name. And I, I remember going, wait, what is her, his name? And they would tell me different answers. I was like, can we just get clear on one thing? Can we just all call him the same name that his parents call him? Yeah. But it was like those common sense things sometimes just fly out the window when you let your opinions or attitudes take over versus... Yeah the dignity and the, the ethics of doing what we do. I mean, it go, to me, it's like saying, I don't like the color of his eyes. Right. <laughs> like, what? what? I'm going to no. get him contacts. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to wear contacts. If I'm going to be his teacher. No, no, ma'am. He, he, these are, this is his hair. This is his name. Uh, it, it's about, it, well, we talk all the time about how important relationship is. And mm-hmm. I mean, it certainly impairs your ability to have a relationship with a kid if you can't call them by their correct, I mean, by the name their family calls them. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, you know, sometimes those common sense um, decisions, you know, fly out the window based on people's opinions and biases or what have you. And I like that the principal had some common sense and was like, you know what, this just really isn't going to work for you, is it? We're going to put you in a different classroom. Yeah. And it was back in the day, you know, when the special ed department um, really, really, well, I shouldn't say back in the day, it was in the school district, the school, the, the, the administrators on the campuses and the special education director worked very, very closely together. And so, you know, it was all in, in, in good faith and, and all in the right decision for Johnny. You know, it had nothing to do with the adults. It had to do with what's best for Johnny. And that's where, you know, I just love it when decisions are made based on the best interests of the kid, not based on adult opinions. Yeah. But anyway, kind of a crazy story. But like I said, we've been doing this for so long. We've always got some good ones. I have a test question. Would you let me read it? Yeah. yeah. I just was thinking, I mean, the idea that someone's about to cut a child's hair. Well, I mean, it, you know, and it's happened. It's happened. 
we've heard about it. Not not necessarily in special education, but I think it's been on the news, you know. Oh, there's been quite a bit on the news about having to cut, about cutting kids playing sports here because they didn't meet the uh, dress code. Yeah, I think they're, I think we're fixing that stuff. But anyway, we have, a te- you do, you have a test question for us. I know you do. I do. Uh, let's see. So Johnny's teacher wanted to call him by his proper name and cut his hair because she didn't like his name or his hair. This is a little tricky, so listen up. This is not a form of one of the following. A, reinforcement, B, punishment, C, social validity, or D, all of the above. Hmm, okay. So I'll start at the top with reinforcement. Hmm, I don't see a behavior to increase, and I seriously doubt that it would increase any positive behavior by calling him by a name that he doesn't recognize or by cutting his hair. In fact, I could almost assure you, <laughs> you would see an increase in behavior you did not want to, but I, but I don't know that because I don't have that information. So I think I can get re- reinforcement. We don't have the outcome. But wouldn't that be interesting to say to her, well, you see this tantrum that just increased, you reinforced it by cutting his hair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To be honest with you, when I walked in that day, I've never seen the look of fear on his face like I did that day. You know, and I felt so sad for him because he just looked at me like, help. You remember when I told that story about um, the young man in the Kroger store and how he kind of went for my neck and just looked at me like he just needed to get that. Tell that story on here. I don't know if you've told that story. Okay. Well, anyway, never mind. So yeah, to be quite honest, I, 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 I think Johnny was just terrified more than anything because when I walked in, he just had a look on his face like, make this lady stop, you know? Um, I don't have the, I don't have enough language to tell her that's not a good idea. Could you please tell her? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, um, and punishment, I mean, I think that most people would consider cutting someone's hair who didn't want to have their hair cut to be a punishment in, you know, layman's terms. But, you know, in ABA, it would be about trying to reduce the behavior and what's, what's she trying to reduce? Is hair growing? I, no. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, just as a reminder, punishment and, and reinforcement are always defined based on the effects of behavior. And so since we don't really have any behavioral information about increasing or decreasing, yes, I think most people would look at it as punishment, but punishment for what? Yeah. You know, for what? Yeah. So we know it's not A, we know it's not B. And, I'm, you know, when it comes to social validity, Allowing him to have his hair and uh, calling him by his name are socially valid behaviors. So it's certainly not a form of social validity, right? I would definitely agree. So I guess our answer is D, all of the above. Yeah, I would have to say that. And, and, you know, some of the test questions are tough because they ask you to rule things out instead of rule things in. Yeah. And so it's uncommon to have a test question that says, which is not an example of dot, 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 or this is not an example of dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that's my story for today. I hope people enjoyed it. But it's still, I mean, whether you're trying to take the test or not, it's still important to think about that idea that cutting his hair is not really a punishment, (laughs) that it's socially valid to allow a child to be called by the name they wish to be called by. I mean, you know, especially if the parent has already decided that's their name. So right, right, right. I like it. Appreciate you guys for listening. We uh, 
we really appreciate you. And as always, we ask that you subscribe and rate us and uh, follow us on social media. We're there on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Thanks you guys so much. And, you know, as always, if you have any comments or questions, please don't hesitate to drop us a message on our Facebook page or any other um, media outlets that you can post a message. So thanks so much. We hope you have a great weekend and we will be talking with you soon. We've got a great, great, great guest coming up for next week who is going to really rock your world in terms of ethics and adult issues and adult concerns and all of things like that. We, we've really loved this girl. So we look forward to you listening in next week as well. Take care. We'll be back next Friday.